We are back to defense on the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, presented by Bill Curry Ford. Today, it is edge rushers, defensive tackles, and linebackers. The breakdowns are coming, they're flowing, and you can catch up on everything you've missed. Uh, Follow the Best in Class podcast at Apple Podcasts, many other platforms, and of course, right at JoeBucksFan.com. The JoeBucksFan.com draft guru is Sean Sullivan. He's also the GM at Bill Curry Ford, where he will help you with anything you need. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best in Class with Sean Sullivan, coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Very exciting stuff. We are getting so close to the draft. It's a dream come true for this guy. I I just can't wait to to see who we're going to get and see how the rest of the NFL drafts. And then I have uh, this Sunday, I'm excited to be recording with, the, with both Joes and Ira on, on the Draft Podcast, so check that out. And then I have another crossover coming on On Markets, which is another uh, podcast, so very excited about that too. Uh, again, the Tampa Bay Inferno won their first game, which is super exciting. They have another game Saturday night. And obviously, let me get to the uh, Bill Curry Ford stuff. Let's talk about the fact that we have a new showroom coming. It opens on May 13th. Very exciting stuff. Tampa deserves what we're going to have. We also are getting ready for a very large sale that starts on Friday of this week. We are we are giving over $2,500 over Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in. Uh, I need to move some metal, guys. So we need to sell some stuff this weekend. Obviously, we were closed for Easter uh, weekend. I need to make up some, some ground on the rest of this month. If you're ready to service your car, paint your car, you need a part for your car, you need a Roush part for your car, or you need to, to, to make a claim with your lifetime warranty on new and used. You don't worry about it. You come in. You can talk to me. You can email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com. You can email G. Thomas, which is my assistant, best in the business, Grace, who's uh, going on vacation this week. Congratulations, Grace. Come back refreshed. Um, but we have a lot going on, and um, the Giant returns in 2023. So our construction's moving right along. Very exciting stuff. I hope you enjoyed the running back breakdown. I got a lot, a lot of emails on that one. Uh, a lot of uh, little text messages saying "great job." And then I did the guards and tackles very soon. And now today we're going to do defensive tackles, edge, and linebacker. So I'm so excited. I love rushers. I love edge rushers. If you talk to Lita Kemper from Joe Buck's fan, I'll tell you I'm probably the craziest person that only wants to draft pass rushers every year in the first round because I love pass rushers. Right. I guess I'm just one of those old school guys that likes the big beefy defensive lines where you can't run on them and they just can't move them. They're like an immovable object. They're like a wall. I like safeties and corners that can hit and safeties that can actually catch the ball and get interceptions and corners that can actually intercept the ball amazingly enough that don't dive into the ground that actually make a tackle. But today we've got some great stuff going on. So before I, I, I get started with my number one guy, we're going to go over the Bucks draft picks. I need to say, please follow me at uh, Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please share your reviews. Please, if you need to order a car, please contact me directly. I will help you order it at Bill Curry, or best in class at BillCurry.com. Very exciting stuff. Let's get started on the draft. Okay, so the Bucks picked 27th overall in the first round, 60th overall second round, 91st in the third round, 133rd in the fourth round, and then, of course, the two seventh round picks. I'm not even going to go over 248, 261. It's pretty irrelevant. What I'm going to talk about is we, do, we have one, two, three, four, really four picks in, a, in such a deep draft. And we have some really important stuff like, again, we need special teams players. We need backup running backs. We need a, a probably, probably a starting corner. We need another. We definitely need a strong safety, even with the signing of Neal. 
We need we could use a pass rusher, and we definitely need a tackle. So, listen, we have a Super Bowl team. I'm not going to sit here and say we need we need to have Pro Bowlers at every position, but we do need some depth. And I think we're going to start that in the twenty at the twenty seventh overall pick, and we'll see how it goes. But let's start with the with the first tackle. And we're going to do tackles and then edge rushers and then linebackers. That's going to be the order today. And then I'm going to tell you what the average draft position from Vegas is, which is the ADP. And then I'm going to tell you the NFL comparison. And then we're going to read a little bit about their size, weight, and combine and what the NFL and what the draft network talk about the player. Because I've kind of combined what I think is the most important stuff for you to learn on best in class, for you to really learn the players and understand what's going on. I hope that you enjoy. Ready, set, go. All right, Devontae Wyatt is my number one tackle. He's a 6'3", 307-pound, 32-inch arms, 9 and 7 eighth hands out of the University of Georgia. He was a disruptor on what's considered to be the best defense ever assembled in college football. They won the national title. I think he's a can't-miss guy. I think he has some pass rushing and run-stopping ability. His average draft position is 25th, and I'll tell you why that's important, because the Bucks draft 27th, and it would break my heart, and I mean break it, if this guy gets drafted two spots before we pick. That would suck. I hope he goes top 10 if he's going to go. I hope I don't have to wait and we're sitting there and we're two picks away and then Devontae Wyatt goes off the board. I mean, it would, it would break my heart. But his NFL comparisons, Malik Collins, everybody knows who he is, which is fantastic. Um, he, had, he ran a 4.740, guys, at 307 pounds. He's an athletic freak. That's pretty incredible when you think about it. That's faster than some tight ends and definitely faster than some receivers. I, I just think that's crazy. The NFL Network talks about Devontae. He's highly active defensive tackle with, with uh, decent strength. He, Wyatt is made for movement and disruptions. He helped himself in 2021 with better tape against the run and the pass. His lateral quickness is useful in beating zone blocks and sliding across the front line in a run-based pass rush. Wyatt has adequate strength but struggles to withstand a second blocker. I don't care about that. The traits are average, but the effort is consistent. He is a high-motor guy. He should fit nicely in a rotation with uh, Sue and Veya. It didn't say that. I added that, but it, it should say that. He's a gap-seeking three technique with disruptive flashes. So this guy is what Todd Bowles uh, said he wanted. He wanted a, a guy that can come in and stop the run and play defensive tackle that can be in a rotation player, and they could, and they could give him some pass rush and some push. You put this guy next to Veya, and, you, and then Sue re-signs, which I think that's a done deal. I think Sue already has a deal in place, and he's just waiting until after the draft to announce it. But we'll see. But I think that's what's going on right now. And I, I think Devontae Wyatt would look amazing in a Bucks uniform. I'm just concerned about where Vegas has him, where he's between 19 and 25. And typically where you're on the higher side, he's not like 21 to 25 or 23 to 25. He's 19 to 25, which means he could go as high as 15, 14, or he could surprise some people and go in the top 10. I don't know. Um, but man, I hope he drops. I heard he didn't interview well. You know, Thibodeau didn't interview well either, so maybe that drops him a few spots. Maybe it takes him takes him off some draft boards. But I don't care if he's mean. I don't, I don't care if he if he if he wants to start a family or he wants to to work with uh, Habitat for Humanity. I really don't care what this guy does, other than beat people up, be physical, bite them in the face, stop them from running, sack the quarterback, especially when we're playing New Orleans, break people's legs. That's all I care about. I don't really care about the rest of this stuff. All right, number two. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. A lot of people have him number one. I have a tough time putting him number one because he only plays 35 snaps a game. Uh, that's a part-time player. I love his effort and everything, and, I, and he, the guy's a beast. He's 6'6", 341 pounds, 34-inch arms, 10 and 3 fourths hands, 
He ran a 478 guys 40 at 341 pounds. Again, another Georgia guy, just an athletic freak. His ADP right now is 14th, and his NFL comparison is Halodi Naja. So everybody knows who he is, right? 35 snaps a game. He's a part-time player. That's the only thing that I that I don't like. But in our defense, if you think about it, if Jordan Davis does slip and someone says, you know what, we're not going to draft a guy 14th or 15th that's playing 30 snaps a game. But Vita Vea played under 40 snaps a game last year, right? So if you think about it, if you put Jordan Davis with, with Sue and you put him with Vita Vea, can you imagine that defensive tackle rotation? Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see what the NFL says about him. Beefy, mountainous, nose tackle with size power will clog the drain after the offense's desire to run between tackles. Davis has an anchor and quick shed talent to eviscerate. To, what is that word? Eviscerate. Single blocks and successfully occupy double teams, allowing linebackers to thrive in pursuit of ball carries. So basically what they're saying is this guy is going to eat up blockers and he's going to free up Devin White to make plays. I mean, that's basically what they're saying in Levante David, obviously, to make plays and Shaq Barrett to make plays. These are the guys you need up front. Devontae White, Jordan Davis. If either of those guys are on the clock at 27, I think Jason Light runs a faster 40 than 478 to get to the to get to the podium. Uh, but we'll see. But so far, number one, Devontae White. Number two, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. ADP is 14th. NFL comparison is, is Haloti Najee. Number three, and this is going to surprise some people, but I can't help but love this guy. I have fallen in love with Travis Jones. It was an article I wrote on Joe Buck's fan uh, about a month ago where I thought that he would be a terrific player to draft if, if those other two were off the board. Um, he's a Connecticut defensive tackle. He's 6'5", 333 pounds, 34 and 4, 1 fourth arms, 10 and a half uh, inch hands. He had a 28 and a half vertical jump and a 110 um, broad jump. He did a, a 7 3 3 cone and a 4 5 20 yard shuttle, which is, shows that he's extremely athletic. This guy's violent. Okay, this guy has amazing hands. I really like this guy for pushing that middle pocket. So it really hurts the the offense if they can, if you get that kind of push up the middle, and then you have say Joe Tryon, last year's first round draft pick out of Washington, and you have Shaq Barrett, you know, coming you know on those edges, and then you have these guys in the middle. Uh, I just can't help but not like him. I mean, uh, he's just a, he's an amazing player, and and I know his ADP right now is fortieth. Okay. For those of you who don't know where 40th is, it's at the top of the second round. So we picked 27th. Vegas is saying he, he goes somewhere uh, between 37 and 40. And my thought in, on this is, and I'm going to talk to the Joe Bucks about this in, a, in the Joes, uh, in Ira, is do you reach for a guy that possibly is a top second round pick? Do you reach for him at 27? Or do you try to take a trade partner, get out of the first round, and, and try to get in the top of the second round and then draft him and pick up another draft pick, say like a fourth or a third. I, I think there's a lot to be said there. If you fall in love with a player, I, I think that you can move around. And, and I think that Jason Light does an excellent job of that. I think he's a terrific GM. I think he was voted number five uh, as GMs uh, in football. I don't know why five, but right now, as far as I know, he's 22 and five with a Super Bowl win. I think he's number one. So again, and then Jason Light, as, as everybody's seen, I'm not going to have a long conversation about Jason Light, but one thing is when you don't have the influence of, say, a Lovey Smith or a Dirk Cutter screwing up our drafts by drafting tight ends instead of running backs or, or not drafting offensive linemen and pass rushers uh, with Lovey Smith, when you, I think they screwed everything up. I think when Jason Light was left to his own devices, he's been very, very successful at the NFL draft. Over 54% hit 
which is would, would put him in the, in the top echelon of GMs. So congratulations to the Lighthouse. All right, NFL comparison for Travis Jones is Jonathan Hankins, which, as you know, he's had a very solid career. I think that Travis Jones has better pass rushing than Jonathan Hankins. But again, remember, the NFL comparison is not based on stats. It's based on athletic testing. Uh, again, Travis Jones, Connecticut, defensive tackle, uh, one of my favorite players at the tackle position in this draft. Um, and he's going to be there. I, I think he's going to be there when the Bucks draft at 27. And I think that if we stay at that number, I think it's going to be a hard uh, deal to do. Let's just read one, a couple of lines and move on because we had a lot to review. So he's a nose tackle with size and power that fuels his rumbling playing style. He lacks explosive get off, unlikely to be a quick win defender, but anchor and upper body power are present for gap control duties once he gets his footwork and hand usage schooled up. He was a standout on a bad defense and more than held his own against the toughest competition. He faced double and triple teams at, at Connecticut. Jones has the demeanor, traits, and overall ability to become a successful run plugger and a potential rush passing two gap in a two-gap scheme. So uh, I love this guy. He was a standout at the Senior Bowl, one of my favorite players. Didn't know a lot about him until I watched that practice week, and then I started really diving in. This guy's an excellent player. All right, number four, uh, a, another guy was linked to the Bucks early on in the draft process, Logan Hall, defensive tackle out of Houston. Um, he's a 6'6", 283-pound defensive tackle, 32 and three-fourth arms, nine-and-a-half uh, hands. He ran a 4'8", He had a 30 vertical jump at 7'2", 5", 3 cone, and a 4'4", 20-yard uh, shuttle, which is fantastic. Very athletic, gifted guy. Can play inside and outside, which I think is super important because I know that Bowles loves these guys that can, be, uh, that can play on the tackle and can rush from the end position. Logan Hall can do both. His ADP is 41. So if you look at that, I said Travis Jones is, is 40th. So Logan Hall is another top of the second round guy. His NFL comparison is Jalen Holmes. And the NFL Network said he's a hardworking two-year starter that has a frame to develop. So he basically he can add some weight and muscle. His best position fit could be in the eye of the beholder. Hall played defensive tackle in college, but his playing style and physical profile are suited for a defensive end and a 3-4 alignment. I wonder what the Bucks play. Wait, okay, they do play a 3-4 alignment. So basically, NFL is projecting him to be excellent in that alignment. He's segmented and literal, gradual in his attack. He flashes violent hands and a forward charge as an interior rusher. Love that. Improvement lies ahead for all, but he needs a scheme fit, and he's going to be an above-average starter as a rotational lineman in the NFL. So again, Logan Hall, defensive tackle out of Houston, ADP is 41 which is top of the second round. NFL comparisons, Jalen Holmes. He's my number four defensive tackle. Number five, uh, DeMarvin Leal, defensive tackle, Texas A&M. Uh, again, 6'4", 283 pounds, 33-inch arms, 9.5-inch uh, hands. He ran a 5-flat 40, 27.5 vertical jump, 106 broad jump, and he ran a 4-4 20-yard shuttle. That's, that's stupid. Uh, that's amazing for a man his size. His ADP is 54th which puts him in the middle of the second round. His NFL comparison is John Franklin Myers. This is a guy also, Leal, at one point was considered the second best defensive tackle in this draft. Uh, I think he's slipped a little bit just because of the immense amount of talent that these seniors have brought to this class because he's a junior. He's a defensive tackle and a defensive end. So again, he has the potential to play both positions in Todd Bowles' defense. Um, he's... He's definitely a 3-4 defensive tackle, defensive end. So, again, between Logan Hall and DeMarvin Leal, you've got two guys that fit our defense really well. But, again, 
their grades are middle or top of the second round, do you stretch on a guy at 27 or does Jason Light trade down? Uh, we'll see. Let's see what the NFL has to say about him. His best fit position is going to be in a 3-4 defensive end. He was caught between, uh, obviously, two positions, which I don't think that's caught. I think that shows a, a versatility. Um, he has violent hands, extremely high motor. They're saying he possesses adequate rush skills, and he's, an, he's a very, very good run blocker. The only thing that's dropping him, again, was he had one-on-one -on -one reps with Evan Neal and didn't come out on top, which, again, Evan Neal is my top tackle in this draft. Uh, Evan Neal is a special player, and I'm not going to judge uh, DeMarvin on, on how he performed against Evan Neal. But again, number five, DeMarvin Leal, defensive tackle, Texas A&M, ADP 54th, NFO comparison, John Franklin Myers. Next, number six, Perrion Winfrey, defensive tackle, Oklahoma, 6'4", 290, 35-inch arms, 10 fourth hands, uh, 4.8940. Uh, his ADP is 49th, which is second round. He played out of position at Oklahoma. They had him as a nose, and he played that position because that's what they needed him to play. But he's a five technique, and he sure looked the part when he made the switch at the Senior Bowl. He was un unblockable at the Senior Bowl. And you just don't see that on tape. And I, and I know it's really hard when you see a guy in a small sample size like the Senior Bowl dominate. It could be he was just playing out of position for a long time, and he did what his teammates needed, and then he came in a Senior Bowl, and they moved him to five, and he's played very, very well. The NFL Network... And draft um, uh, networks say Winfrey looks the part and willing to impress with his body type. However, he's frequently laid off the ball, a tighter lower half, and disappointing lateral agility. Now, that is playing nose. That's what they're seeing on the college tape. His draft improved after the senior bowl, and it made everyone take notice. He has some hit or miss elements to his game, but in good rotation value with a chance to become a plus starter in the NFL. Again, number six uh, rated defensive tackle, Perrion Winfrey. Out of Oklahoma, ADP is 49, which is second round. He doesn't have an NFL comparison on any network, so don't have that for you. But again, the guy shows pass rush potential, takes on double teams, and, but he also, his motor is questionable, and that's what they saw on tape. But, but again, that's why you have a guy in the second round. He's not, I don't think he's as talented as some of the other guys that we just went over. Number seven, a guy that uh, Joe Bucks wrote about uh, for Phil Darian Mathis, defensive tackle out of Alabama. His ADP is 71, which is round three. His NFL comparison is Raquan Jones. He is not a pass rusher at all. He is a run-stopping uh, nose, which he plays the same position as Vita Vea. Uh, he's 6'4", 3'10", 34-inch arms, 10 and 3'8 hands. Uh, he had a 491 uh, uh, shuttle, which shows that he doesn't have lateral, terrific lateral speed. Um, Again, this is a guy that's a scheme fit guy. I think he's just a, a, a mammoth of a guy that stops the run. I don't think he shows enough as a pass rusher, but let's, let's just talk about this guy. He's a third-round guy. He's a uh, Nick Saban-style run plugger with powerful hands and a defensive anchor. He comes into the league ready for two gapping duties. He's more effective against downhill rushing attacks than moving blocking schemes. He's more of a piece up front than a standout player. He can push the pocket on early passing downs. But he's likely to come off the field on third down. That tells you everything you need to know about Fildarian Mathis. So on to the next guy, number eight. Um, this is a guy that uh, I believe that's a late flyer. So if we don't go defensive tackle early and they re-sign Sue, and because and I, I said I think he already has a deal in place, and Jason Light's like everybody thinks we're going tackle, but we're really – we're really uh, not going tackle. We're going corner. We're going safety. We're going pass rush or whatever we do. 
I think that there's a couple of guys late in the sixth, seventh round with the with the depth on this team, and I wanted to give you guys one. Uh, Iamoa Owazuruki, a defensive tackle out of Iowa State. His ADP is 209, which is sixth round. His NFL comparison is Corey Williams. This guy is an amazing fit for the Todd Bowles defense. So, again, late flyer for us. If we don't go early, we go late. This kid is 6'6", 316 pounds, 35 and one-eighth arms, 10 one-eighth hands. Um, NFL says with his combination of size, length, and athleticism, making him an intriguing defensive line prospect at the next level. He played every single defensive line position, both odd and even fronts, and was productive in both. Early glances on tape show a player with subpar pad level and inconsistent scraps at the point of attack, but a closer look shows the technique improved and received more reps inside at the nose. He is an active pass rusher with lively hand usage, violent hands, and the ability to go from an edge attack to a straight bull rush in the middle of the rep. He will appeal to any team that runs a 3-4 at either nose or 5 technique. This is an underrated guy, guys. This is a late flyer guy, and I, I think this is terrific depth if we can get uh, uh, Iwama Uwazuki on our team. This guy, just watch the tape, go to Iowa State, uh, watch him rush the passer. This guy can do it. Again, let's go through um, my top defensive tackles. Again, the Bucks are picking 27th and 60th in the second round, 91st in the third round, and 103rd in the fourth round. Devontae Wyatt is number one. Jordan Davis, number two. Travis Jones out of Connecticut, number three. Logan Hall, number four. DeMarvin Leal, number five. Perrion Winfrey, number six. Philadarian Mathis, number seven. Iwama Uwazuki, uh, defensive tackle, number eight. And we're on to pass rushers, guys. All right, pass rushers. These are some of my favorite people in the whole world. My number one pass rusher is easy for me. It's Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end out of Michigan. His ADP is number one. His NFL comparison is Kyle Vanderbosch. He is a 6'7", 260-pound prospect with 32-inch arms and 10 and one-fourth hands. He ran a 4'7", 40 at 260 pounds. He had a 36 vertical jump, 117 broad jump, 6.733 cone, and a 4.15 20-yard shuttle. That is amazing. That's cooking. All right. We don't have to spend a lot of time on him. He's a sure-can't-miss uh, project. I think he should be the number one overall pick. Great football character, skills, and physical traits. He is more likely to be a perennial pro bowler and an all-pro. Hutchinson's strength and flexion allows him to drop deep and anchor and set a firm edge, which is unlikely to change as a pro. And he can play in both a 4-3 and a 3-4 and uh, front. And he's projected to be a double-digit sacker in the NFL. Not a surprise. He's my number one guy. He should be the number one overall pick in the draft. Number two is Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, defensive end out of Oregon. His ADP is three. His NFL comparisons, Brian Arakpo, 6'4", 254 pounds, 33-inch arms, 93-fourth hands. He ran a 4.5840, faster than most receivers in that kind of size, faster than all the tight ends. That's amazing. 27 um, reps on the bench press. This guy's a man amongst boys. He did not interview well at the combine. He seems to be a little bit of a narcissist. Okay, guys, what pass rusher have you ever heard that's worth a grain of salt that's not a narcissist? I don't think Lawrence Taylor's doing anything like Meals on Wheels, okay? He, the, he was not a nice guy, okay? These are violent pass rushers, and all of them are crazy. I, I think every single pass rusher you talk to, there's a little screw loose with these guys, all right? Let's see what the NFL has to say about Thibodeau. Enticing edge defender whose game is fueled by traits and power, and skill and instinct. Uh, Thibodeau is hardly a finished product, but has pro-ready attributes that should help him acclimate quickly. 
He is a plus run defender who punches above his weight at the point of attack. He has suddenness in tight corners. He has terrific bend, and he has terrific effort upfield burst for us as a pass rusher. He needs to add some go-to moves, and he needs to get his hands skilled into the bag, which is basically what it says. This guy is a tremendous talent. Everybody says, well, he has a chance to be a bust or a boomer bust guy. Well, I hate to break it to you. All these guys do. There's no sure thing, but what you can see is you cannot, you cannot look at Kevin Thibodeau and see his, and, and look at his tape um, at Oregon and, and just ignore it. And then when you see his athletic testing, he's a freak, right? I don't really care what his attitude is like. Um, as long as he can fit in the locker room and not, and, and not be like a, you know, a, a terrible uh, person, you know, like the Bucks had last year, you know, who basically took all the momentum out of us in the playoffs. But it is what it is. Number three is Jermaine Johnson. The third, he is a Florida State defensive end. I think everybody knows his story. His climb on this draft has been terrific. He is definitely a top pass rusher. His, his ADP right now is 10th, and his NFL comparison is Max Crosby, which is a true—I mean, that guy, Max Crosby, is on fire. He ran a 4.5840 at 254 pounds. He had a, a 32 vertical jump on 125 broad jump. The NFL Network says that he's an ascending edge prospect. He has traits that will make him a double-digit sacker as a pro. He's a full-time starter from day one. He's instinctive and consistent as a run defender. His length and relentlessness are excellent building blocks. He's a terrific practice player and a leader. So congratulations to Jermaine Johnson. I think he's going to have a, a very, very good career. Top 10 guy, NFL comparison, Max Crosby. Number four, I have Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. His ADP is sixth. Uh, he has no NFL comparison. He is a 6'5 defensive uh, end out of Georgia, 272, 35 and, and one quarter arms, and 10 three fourth hands. This is the, and he ran a 4'5 40, which is it's just sick. I mean, it's, 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 that's just crazy. But, and he had a 4'32 20 yard shuttle. Let me explain to you why I have him fourth and, and why Jacksonville is looking at him as the number one overall pick. I do not draft on potential. This guy had a bunch of talent around him at Georgia, and he didn't put up the stats. He's just a crazy testing guy. And I can give you a million examples of this, but my problem is, where's the production? The NFL Network said he's he's big, rugged, run-stopper with a playing style and body type to play a 3-4 end. He's consistently outreaches blockers and takes control at the point of attack, sets firm edges despite playing with limited knee bend. He plays with violent hands, sluggish feet, all-day aggressiveness. He has quick shed ability to make plays near his gap, but his lateral quickness to play in the desired range. He won't be considered a skilled or threatening pass rusher from any alignment, but can plow his way forward. Okay, you don't take a guy number one overall that these scouts are basically saying that he's not going to be a super effective pass rusher. Okay, that's just insane. I don't care how he tested. If you're surrounded by amazing players on that defense, your production should be there. Your sacks should be there. Your tackles for loss should be there. Again, he might turn out to be the next Lawrence Taylor, but I'm going to tell you, if I'm a GM, I'm not drafting a guy because he tests well. I'm drafting a guy because he put it on film, and then the testing um, solidified it. Number five, Koloftis out of Purdue. I'm I, terrible at pronouncing these guys' names. His ADP is 19th. His NFL comparisons, Trey Hendrickson, which should make Ira so happy. Trey Hendrickson apparently is one of Ira's favorite players. Uh, Koloftis did not play on the interior at all at defensive tackle at Purdue which means he is definitely just a 4-3 uh, end. Uh, he's 6'4", 275, 32-inch uh, arms, 10 one fourth hands, 21 uh, bench press, 38 vertical, 121 broad jump, 4.36 shuttle, which is super fast. This guy's a pass rusher. I mean, that's what he does. 
The NFL said he's an edge defender with good power and relentless motor to keep the heat off of off offensive counterparts throughout the game. Kaloptis' uh, best production came in 19 uh, when he saw teams focus more on energy towards stopping him in 21. He's a lift and leverage run defender. Uh, he's a terrific pass rusher, considered to be a double-digit guy. He's a future starter and a plus on an even or odd front. So I think he's going to be a very good player. On to number six, I have David Ajobo. Ajobo, uh, the edge that obviously tore his ACL. Uh, his ADP is 32, right at the end of the first round. This guy was a top 10 pick before his NFL comparisons, Cliff Averill. Everybody knows who he is. He's a 6'4", 250-pound pass rusher from Michigan, 33 and 1-inch uh, arms, 9-inch hands. He ran a 4'5", which is super impressive, and a 4'4", which is a very impressive 35 vertical jump. David Ajabo, a lot of people believe, is the best pass rusher in this draft um, before his Achilles injury. He's only a sophomore. We'll see how he comes back. But, man, we've seen Achilles injuries ruin careers. Remember, a defensive end his burst off the line is what makes these guys great. And I hope that it doesn't take him two or three years to get that burst back. Uh, number seven is Boye Mafe, another guy that Ira Kaufman loved in the second round. But the Vegas has him going, uh, his ADP is 33. So he is going in either in the bottom part of the first round or on the, the first part of the second day. He will not make it to 90th. His uh, NFL comparisons were Sean Gary. So if we want Boye Mafe, Light's going to have to draft him at 27. But he doesn't fit a 3-4 defense at all, and he's only 255 pounds at 6-3. He is too light to play on our team in our 3-4. I mean, it's just not going to work. 32, 5-8 arms, uh, 9 and 7 hands. You'd have to put him at some type of linebacker, similar to Shaq Barrett, uh, to make this work. He ran a 4-5-3-40, which is fantastic. He had a 125 broad jump, a 38 vertical. Boye Mafi is definitely a pass rusher. If you watched him at the Senior Bowl, he was terrific. I mean, he was the best player on the field at times. I just don't think he fits Todd Bowles' defense, and I think he's too small to guard the edge against the run. I think I think with definitely Todd Bowles is going to want more of a run stopper slash pass rusher. Again, Boye Mafi is my number seven guy. ADP is 33, which is top of the second round. Rashawn Gary is his NFL comparison. At number eight is Arnold Ibikate out of Penn State. I'll say that three times in a row. ADP is 34th, which is top of the second round. His NFL comparison is Nuoso. Uh, 21 on the bench press, 38 vertical jump, 128 broad jump. He's a 6'2", 250-pound defensive edge player slash linebacker out of Penn State. Some tremendous tape. If you watch this guy rush the passer, I, I don't know why he's not highly rated. And then when I saw his size and weight, I realized that's why. The NFL Network said he's a purple, uh, purposeful rusher with good length, quiet off the edge with accurate active hands, pressure percentage worth of projection. He's not bendy and loose but uses his body lean and skilled hands to grease the edge and access the pocket. He will need keep adding to his bag of tricks. He also needs to add some base and, and body type weight and hit the gym. We'll see if he can book up some. He could see some action as a sub-package pass rusher early in his career. He has the potential to find starting reps as a 3-4 rush linebacker, which would be interesting. So very similar to like a, like a Shaq Barrett. Again, uh, that's Arnold Ibukate out of Penn State. Uh, ADP is 34th, second round. His NFL comparison is Nuoso. So, again, I, I, here's a flyer as a pass rusher. So, I don't think the Bucks go pass rusher, guys. I think they go tackle or corner. I don't think they go pass rusher. But if they did, there's a guy in the third round that has a third round grade that I really like. That's my Jay Sanders uh, out of Cincinnati. ADP is 76, which is no third round. 
He fits a 3-4 scheme linebacker, 6'5", 228 pounds, 32 uh, and 5-8 hands, 9-1-4, I'm sorry, arms, 9-1-4 hands. He ran a 4-6-40, 33 vertical jump, 120 broad jump. He ran a 4-3-7 shuttle. I think this guy is a little light, but he's long and lean, and I, I think that he fits what Todd Bowles is trying to do on that outside linebacker. I think that he can back up uh, Shaq Barrett right away. Uh, let's see what the NFL has to say about him. He's a three-year starter who uses unorthodox movements that can be off-putting until you realize that they can also put him in a position to make plays. Whether he's playing the run or the pass, he's flexible and slippery, making it hard to sustain blocks on him. He mirrors his pass rush sets ex- exclusively well. He needs to diversify his rush counters, but he has good foot quickness. His efficiency and movement to cut a cleaner path to the pocket. He is a segmented mover with a slender build and might need to move to a 3-4 outside linebacker, which we already talked about. Uh, he has potential to earn snaps as a designated pass rusher. So here's a guy that possibly third, fourth round possible pass rusher that could be an immediate upgrade over Cam Gill uh, on our defensive line or as our linebacker. Uh, let's get to the linebackers. My favorite, One of my favorite players in the entire draft is Devin Lloyd out of Utah. He's a 6'3", 237-pound linebacker with 33-inch arms and nine and a quarter hands. His NFL comparison is Willie Gay, and his average draft position is 21st. This guy, I think, will be gone before the Bucks pick. He ran a 4'6", 40, 25 on the bench press, 35 vertical, and 126 broad jump. The NFL says he's a highly productive and highly physical. He could um, he could get into discussion about getting in the top half of the draft. I absolutely love if He had 43 tackles for loss over the last three seasons. He plays uh, as an alpha linebacker. He's sneaky, he's sneaky talented as a pass rusher and a blitzer coming off the edge. So he can play linebacker and edge in a 3-4. He's going to make plenty of plays. I think he's an instant starter. I think this guy's a Pro Bowl linebacker. Everything I saw in this guy, he was the best player on the field most of the time you're watching Utah's tape. So congratulations to Devin Lloyd. He's my number one linebacker, ADP's 21. NFL comparison is Willie Gay. All right, getting on to my second linebacker is N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia. He is a 5'11", 229-pound linebacker, uh, 31-inch arms, 9-1-8 hands. His ADP is 26th. It's possible that he could be on there when the Bucs draft. If the Bucs are looking for a can't-miss linebacker, if they're trying to replace Levante David, uh, we'll see how that goes. His NFL comparison is Devin Bush. The NFL said he's explosive three-down linebacker. He can rush the passer. He is a terrific run-stopper. He has terrific east-to-west. He is a amazing at recognition and work uh, of the play. And he's a sure tackler, which, again, we need sure tacklers. Again, that's amazing for N'Kobe Dean. My third best linebacker in this draft is a sneaky player, in my opinion, is Chad Muma out of Wyoming. His ADP is 64th, which obviously puts him in the second round. His NFL comparison is Jake Ryan. He's 6'3", 239 pounds, 31 5 8 arms, 10-inch hands. He ran a 4-6-40 to 27 on the bench press. This guy can run a 4-2-8 20-yard shuttle. When he played uh, in the Senior Bowl, he was all over the field. Uh, the NFL Network says, high-cut linebacker, Muma has a nose for the football. He will have plenty of playing time in the NFL right away. I love this guy. He says, see ball, get ball guy. That's what they're saying. That's what the scouts are saying. He runs the flow east and west. He needs to improve his slipping and tackling on blocks if he's going to play inside. Muma profiles as a backup inside strong linebacker with four-phase special teams talent that should look into a roster. I don't agree with that last sentence. He, this guy is a, a day-one starter. They're really missing a lot on him because he played at Wyoming, and I think that a lot of scouts just called this in because if you watch this guy, he is amazing. He's a star. 
Just remember the name Chad Muma. We'll be talking about him on Best in Class this year. Number four is Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. His ADP is 55. He ran a 4'5", 240. He's 6'4", 241 pounds out of Georgia. He is the not as well known as, as N'Kobe Dean, but he is a solid player. The NFL believes that he's very instinctive, that he's a starter with an above-average plus starter. So there's not a lot written on Quay Walker other than he's a solid um, positional player. He is 6'4", 241 pounds. He's a hard hitter and a terrific tackler, and he's had great coaching. So number five is Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. His ADP is 52nd, which is in the um, second round NFL comparison is Devondre Campbell. He's a six-foot linebacker, 226 pounds, 32 and one his arms, nine and a half inch hands. He ran a 4-4-40. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Christian Harris. I don't think he's as big and physical as you want, but he's definitely more of a Levante David style running a 4-4-40 and 132-inch broad jump. I think this is a guy that can be had in the third round if we're looking for a long athletic inside linebacker. I think he can play in the 3-4. I think he can play in the 4-3. I think he plays in both. He's strong in coverage. He has the physical attributes and athletic ability to make plays and be a plus starter in the NFL. He has three down versatility. Again, linebackers reviewing. Number one linebacker, Devin Lloyd. He's a star, guys. Watch his tape. Nicobe Dean, another guy that's just an amazing player. Those two linebackers are really uh, separated from the others. Um, the next echelon of linebacker, Chad Muma out of Wyoming, Quay Walker out of Georgia, Christian Harris out of Alabama. So there you go, guys. I have wrapped up defensive tackle, defensive end, and linebackers for the 2022 draft. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to be really diving in uh, my next podcast. Can't wait. We're going to be doing corners. Corners and safeties deserve their own podcast because, you know, as you know, the Bucks could be drafting a corner in this draft so or safety. So we really need to d- delve into that and get into that uh, in a closer look. So look for that podcast right before the NFL draft. And then I'll be crossing over with Ira Kaufman and the Joe Bucks fan guys this week for our draft podcast. Very excited about that. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa. Please go online at BillCurryFord.com and order, place an order for your car or email me at bestinclass at Bill Curry, and I'll place your order for you. I am paying you $150 and requiring no deposit. It's the easiest thing you could possibly do. Please follow Tampa Bay Inferno. Please share my podcast. Please leave reviews. Grace, you're telling me that the podcast is blowing up, huh? Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. New listeners every day. Please keep listening because I love doing this. I hope you enjoyed your ride home, and I will talk to you soon.